Hey everybody, welcome back. Frontline Podcast, uh, Servant Leadership in a Nutshell. I'm Pastor Chavez. I'm Brother Jesse Pena. And uh, we've got another week, another episode um, of Servant Leadership. I think we've got something really interesting today. Oh, we do. Um, but you know, normally we just love to recap and talk about what we talked about last episode just to kind of catch everybody up. Again, if you're, if you're not... Um, listening to our first uh, couple of episodes, go ahead and go listen back to those. They're, they're really good. Um, but in our most previous episode, we talked about um, how to serve the backslider. And we actually right. talked about it for two episodes. We did. I think if you haven't heard those episodes, you need to go back. You need to listen to those because um, how you serve the backslider, I believe that's important to God. I know it's definitely important to the local pastor. Yeah, those are you know his spiritual kids, and they've come home, and he's excited about them being home. And so uh, as saints in the church or leaders, servant leaders in the church, to have the mindset of serving the backslider rather than treating the backslider um, is very important. So those, if you haven't listened to those episodes, definitely go back and, I'm and glad listen you, to them. I'm glad you said it like that, Pastor, because uh, that's kind of the mindset we were aiming to kind of you know flip or reverse or change right. is um, you know, get treating the backslider out of your mind and try to reverse or try to input um, serving the backslider. Right. Right. The, the, how can we better serve the backslider? Not you know they don't want to be treated a certain way. They, they you know we want to as servant leaders look to serve them a certain type of way. So right. if we can just kind of change our mindset, I think that'll really help us. But today, um, what we want to discuss is um, soul winning as it pertains to the servant leader. Yeah. So and, all this is about expanding the kingdom, right? Right. That's, we don't just want to serve the backslider, but we want to serve the lost. Right, right. So we had a couple of scriptures I know we were talking about, and I'm going to read uh, one of them. Um, but it's out of Deuteronomy uh, chapter 10, verse number 18. It says, He doth ex- execute the judgment of the fatherless and widow, and loveth the stranger in giving him food and raiment. Love ye therefore the stranger, for ye were strangers in the land of Egypt. Yeah, so we can, I guess we can look at a lot of things and kind of what is a stranger at this time in Deuteronomy I mean, I, I suppose the stranger would be anybody that was not an Israelite, right? You know, was not, I mean, that was not a part of the people of God that weren't part of the ones that uh, he brought out of Egypt. And so he's basically saying here, serve the stranger, serve the stranger. He cares about the fatherless, right? the widow, the, the lost, so to speak, I guess, if you want to say. Um, and so... If he cares about them, so should we. Right, right. So should we. We should care about the lost. We should care about the stranger. I often say this to our church uh, in many sermons that I preach. I, I talk about when we're spreading the gospel. Sometimes people don't can't listen to the gospel if they're starving. You right. know, if they yeah. if they've if their family, if they don't have food and they are stressed about um, how they're going to get their next meal. And believe it or not, there are people, there are neighborhoods and there are cities where that kind of stuff still goes on to think that we have where we live in this great United States. And there are people here that are starving to death. Um, but it's very hard to spread the gospel to somebody who's starving yeah. when their stomach is hurting and, and, and curling them. It's hard for a father or a mother to listen to the gospel message um, when their kids are starving to death. So serving them, serving that stranger and creating a place or creating an atmosphere where they can physically be fed 
in order for them to listen to the gospel message, um, I think is definitely the heart of Jesus. It's definitely the heart Absolutely. of Jesus Christ. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a practice as a servant leader, I think, that we need to make. And it's something, too, an example in, in verse number 19, he even says, love Love ye therefore the strangers, for ye were strangers in the land of Egypt. You know, we know what it was. We know what it's like to be a stranger. If you were ever like uh, me, I, I, you know, I came to, um, I came to God in 2009 and I was baptized. But before then I was a stranger, you know, I was a stranger right. to, to the church. And, you know, I, I was very, um, I was very blessed. I found a church out in Florida and uh, where I was stationed, my first duty stationed. And I was lucky enough to be part of a church that was, you know, there was a pastor out there that, that really kind of took me in. And, yeah, yeah. Wow. you know, actually the first interaction I ever had with him was just at a barbecue. Oh, wow. They were, the church was doing a barbecue and he was like, Hey, just come on out. And, and, you know, and there was a weird circumstance where he was coming in and, and he was coming from another state. He was coming actually from Louisiana. He traveled six hours to come preach at that church. Oh, wow. Um, he was, it nice. was in transition. They were getting a new yeah, pastor yeah. there installed. Um, there was um, some drama that went down before I got there, but nonetheless, um, he actually invited me to, uh, to a barbecue and that's kind of where i got to know him and i'm like oh this is a really nice guy and the funny thing is i didn't even know because it was his first kind of time his first couple appearances there and at that church i didn't know he was a pastor yet wow you know so um you know and, and, i mean i was very new in the church so i didn't understand how that all that stuff works but he was uh he introduced himself uh that that afternoon i'm like oh okay welcome and and very nice um you know his family was again they were in the transition of selling their house and, and moving out there to florida but you know I was once a stranger out in, in, in lost and I would depended on someone that knew the truth to kind of lure me in, entice me. Lure sounds bad, but he yeah. enticed me with his kindness. Right. He, no, he extended yeah. a hand to me when, when I didn't know that's just not normally how the world works. Yep. You know, so right. I was very, very blessed. Strangely enough. And again, I, I wasn't, I wasn't a backslider. I wasn't a new convert when I came. Uh, but when I was in the service, uh, I, had just gotten stationed over at the coast by Paso Robles. And, um, I, my, my pastor at the time, um, had called this new pastor, his brother Webb and, uh, said, Hey, you know, I got a young man's in the service. He's going down there. And strangely enough, you know, brother Webb called me and said, Hey, we're not having church today, but we're do what we are doing is the whole church has gone down to the beach and we're cooking on the beach. Nice. And, um, that was, that was how I was introduced to him. I met him down there at that beach and man, they were making hot dogs right there in the back of his, of his, of his truck that was parked on the beach. Um, and I mean, it's definitely a way to connect with people. It's a way to serve them. Cause when people feel like they're being served in this way, um, they tend to connect, they tend to open up, they tend to feel more a part Amen, yeah. of it. Um, and I'm not. Please don't take this wrong. I'm not taking away from preaching. I believe we're saved through the fullness of preachers. I, I, I believe in a preacher. Everybody needs to have a pastor, a preacher in our life. We need the fivefold ministry. We need visitors and new converts to be in church services where preaching's going on. But uh, I think it's as equally or maybe very valuable as well to say that if you're if you're trying to win a soul, if you can understand what some of the things that God's concerned about, and that is that. Uh, you know, he's a father to the fatherless, right? And you know, he's food for the hungry, yeah, and those kind of things. And we meet that need in the aspect of servant leading. We're serving someone and meeting that need. Then, I mean, we really do, do fulfill the will of God. We fulfill the will of God, amen. Yeah, to take care of a lost world. Um, 
Because holistically, we're not just bringing them salvation, but we're bringing them an aspect of a better life. Um, I will never forget, as a young lay minister in the church, local ministry, um, our pastor was really big on Sunday school. And one day, my wife and I were eating at this, we went to go eat after a Sunday service at this pizza restaurant, this pizza place there in town. And there was one of our Sunday school kids there. And I had just uh, given my, you know, I, I think Jacob, my oldest now, he was very little and young back though, back then. And um, I had just given him a couple of quarters to uh, play some video games there at the pizza place. And this young man from Sunday school, I don't remember his name, but he had to be seven or eight years old. He was there by himself. Um, he had walked from his home or wherever he was at. And he, I guess he was talking to my wife was there. She, you know, she greeted him at Sunday school. Hey, how are you? And he said, I'm doing good. And, um, you know, I had good Sunday school. And then he told my wife, you know, I wish I had a dad like that. Wow. And um, he had never had any father figure. Um, I guess if I put it raw, that was just serve him as a son. Serve him as a son. And at that time in my ministry, I was so caught up in other things and thinking that other aspects of ministry were so important that I missed that opportunity. I missed that opportunity to really serve that young man and probably have a long-lasting um, impression on him because I was busy with my own family. Right. And I'm saying that because I think so many times we miss opportunities to be what God really wants us to be, and that is the extended arm of servitude to the lost wow. or to yeah, the stranger. Absolutely. Um, so... You know, and one thing, like even in that passage, in which your your you know your mm-hmm. what your experience, uh, I feel like they're at a disadvantage. That that's the biggest thing to of note is the widow, the foreigner, and and the fatherless, yep. the orphan, yeah, are at a disadvantage in life. And God, I'm not not a pity because pity is right. kind of insinuating that you're just kind of like feeling bad. There's no there's no resolve, but like you know, very much does God want to reach out? And and I think when He puts it on our hearts. Those that have the truth that are saved that like, hey, be aware that there are these people out here. They're at a disadvantage and that's just life circumstances. Right. Um, You know, how do we reach them? How do we we serve them? And that's what I definitely think we're going to endeavor and talk about that today. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're if you're a servant leader in your church, remember what soul winning really consists of. Soul Soul winning really consists of more than just studying the word of God with them or teaching them the plan of salvation. And I think we get so caught up sometimes in saying, well, they need to understand the word. They need to understand the word. They need to understand the word. And we forget about the disadvantage that's there. Yeah. You know, primarily it's the disadvantage. That disadvantage is what led the meeting of the two people, you know, that their disadvantage may have led because they're a foreigner. They feel like they've not plugged in because they're a widow. They haven't plugged in anywhere else. And that disadvantage brought them to us or brought us to them. And so we need to comfort that disadvantage. And at the same time, that builds a rapport with that individual. So if you're trying to win a soul, you have a connection with them through that disadvantage, not through, uh, proving, what we believe is right. Right. Um, yeah. Because that can turn someone really off. I often say this too to our church. You're going to win a soul 
Um, the likelihood of them being Christian somewhere else is pretty high. <laughs> yeah. All right. They're likely a Trinitarian somewhere. Sure. They attend a church somewhere and you're trying to convert them, win the soul. Their life may still be in chaos. They may be addicted, whatever it is. They still have issues, but they are going to say, I'm still a Christian. So remember when you're winning them, in order to really truly win them, they're going to have to turn on what they believe and the people that taught them what they believe in yeah. regards to being a Christian. That's a, tough, that's a tough predicament to be in. It's a tough predicament. Because if you, be if you, just like our relationships that we develop here in the church, I'm sure they developed that in whatever home church they were from, whether it be Trinitarian or otherwise. Yep. And they're going to have to literally, yeah, you, like you say, there's no, no better example. They're going to have to turn away from the teachings. Yep. That someone that they respected, regardless of what they taught them, if it was wrong, and we'll, we'll agree that it's yep. Trinitarian, you know, it's wrong. Right. But it's, they're going to have to turn away from that. Yep. And then they're going to have to take whatever you're, what do you have for me? Yep. You know, what are you going to feed me? Yes. Right? So and so serving them is what gets their attention, not debating with them about the Bible. I often think about our, the elder who passed away here, Brother Dale. Um, he told me he was a Trinitarian. He, was, he died 88 years old. I think he passed away. He was 88. Um, but he had been a Trinitarian since he was nine. And he had preached in many Trinitarian pulpits. Wow. He had taught many Bible studies. And according to that belief, a lot of people were saved under, you know, his ministry when he worked in that ministry. And then the day that I had the Bible study with him, because he really wanted to know the word of God, some things he said to me like, Pastor, do, do you understand how long I've been doing this? And to believe the message that you're telling me, how can I go back and correct all of what I did, wow. all yeah. of what I was a part of? Um, these are the untold stories of someone who's lost, um, who doesn't have truth. And especially if they have felt that call to the ministry, well, they probably felt that while they were in that other church as well, or while they were living for God, however they saw best. But now that we are talking to them, in order for them to truly accept the gospel as we give it, the way the word of God says it, they have to turn away from all those times and those moments Absolutely. that they had. So that becomes a big deal. So how do you get past that? You serve them. You're serving the stranger. Right. You're not debating the word of God with them. You're, you're, you're developing a relationship with them through their stomach. <laughs> Amen. You yeah. know, through food. Yeah, those are um, those are lunch Bible studies. Yeah, those are lunch Bibles. Those are you know, you you guys are talking about barbecue ingredients instead oh, of yeah. Acts two thirty eight. But mm -hmm. you're you're you are uh, you are establishing a relationship. With Absolutely, them. you are serving them. You are winning the soul. Sometimes you get together with people. You don't need the Bible study at all. Mm. You just need to have a dinner or a luncheon and a fellowship, and that is soul winning. I like that. Yeah, yeah, that is absolutely, absolutely. soul winning. But Jesus took this very serious. Yeah, he did. He took this very serious. Um, and he put this in a way, we were just talking about this, that uh, the magnitude and the, the repercussions of not doing it the way Jesus <laughs> set this up to be done right. is... Uh, mind-boggling yeah, to, <laughs> to <say> speak. The <laughs> so we have another parable, not a parable, um, but the greatest servant leader in the Bible, Jesus Christ, the greatest servant leader. We all endeavor to be like Jesus Christ. We endeavor that. So we have Matthew chapter 25. Grab that. Matthew chapter 25 and um, 
We'll start, let's see, start at verse number 34. It says, Then then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundations of the world. For I was in hungered, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw thee, we thee, and hungered, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in? Or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed into and, and me ye cursed into in everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels wow <laughs> for i was hungered and ye gave me no meat i was thirsty and ye gave me no drink i was a stranger and ye took me not in naked and ye clothed me not sick and in prison and ye visited me not then shall they also answer him saying lord when saw we thee and hungered or thirst or stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them saying, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these, ye did it not unto me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment but the righteous into life eternal. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So he cares a little bit. (laughs) So I mean, yeah, the example here is he cares and he wants us to care. Yeah. And so when you are endeavoring to win a soul, think about that before you try to convert them in scripture. Um, and I'm not taken away from those that were converted by Scripture first. Um, that happens. It happens probably very often. It happens all the time. Um, but remember, s- servant leadership is not about uh, doctrinal debate. It's not about uh, uh, trying to prove the Scriptures of what we believe is right and what they believe is wrong. We're serving the gospel of persuasion. We need to be able to persuade and sometimes you can't do that through the scriptures, but you do that through your relationship with them. Absolutely. Um, and some people need to be taken out to eat. They need to see that personal relationship before they will ever be converted in the word or by the word of God. Uh, some people have never experienced kindness from somebody. Yeah. And you can't show them kindness in the Bible you have to show them kindness by your actions, and then they believe the Bible. Right, and that's uh, I, I was going to kind of say that too, is that uh, even though you might be able to show them, even if you you know you can show them, that, um, 
it's kind of it, it it's just a story tale to them right it's something that you know it doesn't exist until that they might as well be reading uh you know uh the three little pigs and the, and the wolf. <laughs> yeah. The <laughs> they three. might as well be reading something like that. Three little pigs, right? Right. Uh, because to them, it's just a fable. And, 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 but when we show them that this is real, that God requires, um, servants to act this way, to be this way, um, they can, they begin to see, wow, that's, it's legit. Let me, let me check the validity of that. The, you know, yeah. how true the, the word of God is. Cause I'm seeing it acted out in my life. Yeah. I'm, I'm a- actually, it's tangible to me now. It's, it's, it's something that I can see, I can, I, I've experienced. So, so much more are you going to have effectiveness when you are using the Word of God to, to show them examples. Like, it, it's, you know, I love that the, a lot of parables start, the kingdom of heaven is like this, right? Yeah. It's, and, and it's kind of like when you're being a good servant leader and you're, and you're showing them an example of kindness, hospi- hospitality, or, or anything like that, you're, you're, you're kind of showing the, the kingdom of heaven, heaven is much like this. Right. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And and remember, when you're doing this to the stranger, you're doing that unto Jesus Christ. You know, you fed me and or you didn't feed me. Well, when did we feed you? You know, when you did it to the stranger. Right. When you fed the stranger, you were feeding me. When you closed the when you clothed the stranger, you were clothing me. When you visited the stranger when he was sick, you were visiting me. And so and that's his heart. And in the midst of that, those people are going to remember. They're going to eventually remember. You know, that person at that church, they visited me when nobody else would. My old family wasn't visiting me, and they visited me. And those are long-lasting things. And those kind of examples are the one that bring the next level of questions on. And that next level of question is, what must I do to be saved? Right. You guys are real Christians. You know, Wow. Christianity is not just about being inside the church, trying to act right, look right, and talk right, but it's first and foremost a matter of serving right. Right. That may be an example that was lacking in their prior their prior church, whatever maybe. church experience they had. Yep. Maybe we are the difference in the way that we act, the way that, and, and I say act, and that sounds like we're portraying this something that we're not. You know, that's the kind of the way the world uses the word act. But I'm I'm saying our actions, our actions are. Um, backed up by the word of God. We act according to the word of God. And we don't try to persuade people, uh, you know, and, and do as I say, not as I do. I mean, we are living the word of God. We are yeah. we are trying to be that example as God put in. And it rings true in this chapter, Matthew chapter tw- yeah. uh, 25. There's a very close friend of mine. He's one of my best friends, um, one of the closest men that I'm to. And I won't say his name, but he knows who he is, especially when I say this. Um, but we, we go to different meetings and if they're near his house, we'll stay at his place. And I'm telling you, the moment that we get there, the moment that we get there, one of the things that he consistently says is, how can I serve you? Wow. How, and he, he uses those, how can I serve you? Is there anything I can serve you? Mm-hmm. And it just makes you, the words within itself make you feel so comfortable. They right. make you feel so at ease. Like your guard comes down Yeah. there. Absolutely. And his wife is the same way. And they're beautiful couple they pastor church and and i mean they are such servants of god wow that that i mean they are really into just serving people and their people are the same way they ask the same if i go to their church and i preached their people will come up and say but Chavez, is there anything i can serve you <laughs> they they really say Thank that god for and church it's that beautiful follows after their pastors yeah, example yeah it's it's beautiful right. imagine if we could make 
uh, if we could win souls with that mentality first, how can I serve you? What? What do you, what do you that's mean? Different that's different than any that? other church I've ever been to. Yeah, that's different. Or what if do you mean serve me? Yeah, if I'm, <laughs> hey, you know, you got to let me serve you one day. Yeah. What does that mean? Wow. People have never even been told that. And I mean, it, it pulls their guard down. Yeah. Yeah. Someone may take advantage of you. I, I get I get that. Jesus Christ was taken advantage of. He said some people are only here for the fishes and the loaves. And that, that's going to, it's unavoidable. It's what's right. going to happen. Don't focus on them. Focus on the ones that are going to respond well. So, you know, having a, having a servant's heart is after the mind of Christ. And when you don't do it, you know, you're walking into everlasting torment. Right. That's right. a serious thing. Yeah. You don't want to be on that side of the you don't want to be on repercussions because you didn't, you know, you listen to the serve. word of God and you didn't serve. Imagine that's the cost of I didn't serve. Wow. I didn't feed the stranger. I didn't clothe the stranger. I didn't love the stranger. I didn't visit them when they were sick. And the opposite end of that is, you know, you, you're not going into everlasting life. You're going into everlasting condemnation. I, I go all the way back to our first couple of episodes when we were talking about this because we've been talking about servant leadership for a long time. And one of the things you said is, are we too consumed with what we have going on yep. that we can't walk an elderly person in their car and ensure their safety? We can't um, walk them to their seats when they enter into the church. And that is like a mindset. You know, and, right. I, and it's funny because like after we had recorded that and I think it went out, we've seen a bunch of uh, people in our church that were that were tending to yep. the elderly. They were doing right. these things. So it's, it's kind of like what you're saying is like, imagine if we were a church full of servants that yep. we're looking to help people out, that we're looking to ser- truly serve. Oh, man. Amen. Absol- yeah. Absolutely. Um, this morning at church, we're recording this episode on Sunday afternoon. This morning at Sunday service, uh, I went to one of our elders afterwards, and uh, she was walking out. And I, hey, sis, I said, can I carry you to your car? <laughs> she just, oh, no, <laughs> that would hurt. Yeah. You know, but it made her smile and mm-hmm. it made her life. And it, and it showed your, your, your day, yeah. the level of servitude that you're willing to yeah. go. You know? Yeah. And I, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have picked her up yeah. and done that. It was, it was, I was joking about it, but it just showed her that, that extra special care. Right. And I didn't realize it, but we had a visiting couple here and they heard that and they were like, wow, you really love, huh? <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah. yeah, I love everyone that walks. We really like it here. You're Pastor Travis. I'm Pastor Travis. Nice to meet you. We really like it here. We want to come back. So they were looking at it. They'd never been. I'd never met them before. But they were looking at how I was serving that dear sister, the elderly lady. And they took it to heart. And it was part of, wow, that was really cool. I like this church. Everybody's so kind and so nice. And it was was neat to see you do that. And you really love people. And I said, yeah. Absolutely. And so people are even watching. You blessed some strangers, Pastor. I blessed a stranger. You I blessed a soldier. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it's... I, I got think, to experience it because they may not have... We talked about it. They may not have experienced that, their their church that they were prior. And yep. they only seen that example but once. Right. So think if that was the only chance that you had to, to be a servant, you know. And, and I know it was kind of said in jest. and yeah. and But you were willing to walk out your car yeah. and everything like that as elder elder in our church. But they got to experience what... what God's example of servitude yeah. is. And I was going to walk her to her car, but she already had a pre-engaged date, date with another man in our church who was walking to her to her car. Oh, yeah. He was like, I'm doing that, Pastor. And I said, okay, you go another, ahead. Another good servant. Yeah, so there was another good servant in our church that walked her to yeah, her car. Amen. You know, so, yeah, and that may be the only Jesus that people see. 
because they may not, again, they may not be interested in yet in hearing what the Bible says versus what they believe. Some people hold their beliefs very close to their heart, very close to their heart. And to serve them, you can't prove them wrong in what they believe. To serve them or to win them, you have to serve them and show them a servant's heart. Then they open up to the Bible or they open up to what you want to show them in the Bible in regards to what is truth. Right. But it takes time sometimes. So soul winning is not a process of just sitting down and having a Bible study with somebody. Soul winning can be a process of uh, having dinner, having lunch, uh, taking someone for a ride, you right. know, having a conversation with somebody, saying, hi, how are you? Let's hang out. Let's go ride quads. Let's swing on the swing. I don't know. Anything that shows someone that you're willing to serve them to establish a relationship with them. So that way, uh, that relationship is hard to walk away from. You, you, just- you know, and I was thinking about, I, I wanted to, I was just thinking of this example because, and we got away from doing this, but I really want to bring this back, but using our military experience. So uh-huh. have you ever, in your career, have you ever experienced something where, um, you first had to like build that rapport up. You had to establish that relationship before you would, you know, this is from the, the NCO mind, right? The non-commissioned yeah. officer mind where you have to build and develop a relationship before you can lead a certain amount of people. Now, your rank and your position typically would give you that authority to, to lead people. We, and this oh. is for calling power versus, uh, was it power yeah, authority. versus authority, right? No. So this is much different even than that based on my MOS, my job. Right. I was a medic who they called Doc, which is a privileged name. To be called Doc, there's no rank in being called Doc. Oh, yeah. It's it like is, being called chief in, in the, in like the military. It's like being called chief. There's no rank. Mm-hmm. But they are not going to call you Doc unless you know. They know you are there for them. Right. Like it's an earned name. And so you imagine leaving one unit and going to another and they've had another medic. Maybe he retired. Maybe he left or whatever it is. And you're replacing that. And this was a very experienced unit. And so now you're not Doc. You're Sergeant Chavez, which in the medic field is not a term of endearment. It's a term of authority. Yeah. And so you're trying to earn their respect by serving them, right? I'm here for you. So often, you know, I would have a lot of things that would just make life easier for them that would just for my soldiers that I was taking care of to let them know, you know, we're not in combat right now, but what can I do to make life easier for you? What can I do to make your headache go away? What can I do? You know, and I'd bring all kinds of stuff from ice, water, aspirin, Motrin for headache, you know, shade, all kinds of stuff, just providing for someone serving them. And that would, often bring their guard down. And then what would happen is we'd end up in a place of combat and they had this little bit of trust because they saw that I'm serving them and I would risk my life to save theirs. And if I did and, you know, blessed and lucky enough that we survived, which we did, and we come back home or come back to the unit, get back onto what we called the FOB, Back then, the forward operating base, we came back through the wire to get home, and I went from Sergeant Chavez to Doc. Wow, just like that. Just 
and it was serving them. It, it, it was it was more than just a duty. Yeah, it was. I you know I was interested. And remember, we said that in the beginning of this podcast, you know, ten weeks ago, eleven weeks ago, uh, greater love hath no man than this that he would lay down his life for his friend. Amen. Yeah. But you may not be ready to lay down your life for someone, but you can position yourself to serve them. Absolutely. You yeah. know, and so I'm. Um, that's my military experience is that in the service, yes, you do respect rank, but you really can't lead people through rank. You lead people through serving them. Yeah. And, and we we're talking about how power that that will erode after a while. So if you if you led only through power and, and through your rank authority, right, it's going to begin to erode. And it, it does. It, but the fact that they called you doc, right? Yeah, that's important. That's that's not only is it a title, but it's it's a. I would even say a term of endearment it is amongst a term the military of leaders. Yeah, it absolutely, absolutely is a term of endearment, and I mean it, it's a it's a title that every medic desires to get. Yeah, amen. You know, we hear it, and so many times uh, when I was in the service or before I even got in the service, it'd be like, "Man, I can't wait to be called doc." And then you find out, well, you don't just get to be called that. Right. You actually you got to serve. Yeah. You need to serve. Um, and the military is a great example of this because you serve your country. Thank you for your service. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're, you're serving your country. Um, you're not fighting an enemy. You're serving your country. Right. And so serve um, in soul winning the same way, the same instant, you know, serve those that you're trying to win. Don't just be a teacher. The authority or the respect of being someone who Bible studies with them will come. Right. That will come if you're consistent in how you serve them. That that will uh, that will develop. So let that develop. Don't force that by trying to be uh, a, a, a theologian and say and teach them how they viewed the Bible is wrong and your view is right. right. That's not going to win people. What's going to win people is your attitude, your servitude, your attitude of servitude to them. Yeah. Is what's going to win, and, them. and essentially, without the truth, I mean, you would, I would even go as far as saying that they're fatherless. Like they don't right. have, if if they're so lost and backwards, and they, they're the God that they were told about said all that they have to do is believe, and then they're saved by that. You know, when you enter into the, you know the apostolic doctrine, the apostolic faith, and they're sitting there saying, "No, you have to repent, you have to be baptized in Jesus' name, yeah. and you have to receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost." You just took their- a, yeah. Spiritual daddy. And you they just, just yeah. yeah, exactly. They just, they're going to learn and take on a new father. So yep. I would say they were fatherless before and we're helping yep. them find who the true father is. So right. it's, yeah. it's really, when you think about it, again, they're at a disadvantage when they're lost and in a yep. different truth, you know, or different uh, faith. Right. They, I mean, and even if they have no faith at all, I mean, we're talking about people that are probably Christians, but we're, I mean, let's talk about people who maybe weren't raised in a household that had God talked about, neither right. uttered. So it's just, you know, we've got to be aware that there are some orphans out there that, yep. that need a dad. And <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Who better than Jesus Christ? Hey, remember Amen. this podcast is about teaching someone, help someone understand the power of what servant leadership is. And um, there can be no ser- better servant leader than a soul winner. In my absolutely. opinion, there can be no better servant leader than a soul winner. The Bible is very clear. He that winneth souls is wise. Wow. And serve, serve, serve in them. You know, that visitor walks into the church. Those of you that are saints in the church, serve them by greeting them, helping them find a seat. I know sometimes it's the usher's job, and we think it's the usher's job to find them a seat. You know, but if you see a visitor, this is, okay, this is uh, 
revelatory. If you see a single person who's single, whether maybe it's a, a woman or a man, and you have to do it appropriately. So men, you shouldn't be doing this for women. But if you're a woman and you see a, a woman walk in here and no one knows her, you should walk up and say, hey, would you like to sit with me? That's a servant's attitude. Yeah. Make I'm not just here for me. Come and sit with me. How'd you find out about us? Hey, you mind sitting with, yeah, you know what? I We have people all the time that come by our church because they saw the sign. Our young people Sunday morning scream on the sides of the road <laughs> in outreach. And so if one of those people pull in, well, they weren't invited outside the fact that they saw the young people screaming in outreach. I think it's amazing that someone would walk up to them Absolutely. and say, hey, come and sit with me. I'd like you to be my guest. It takes a lot of courage on their part to even yeah, walk in the doors. It does. So why don't we help them with the rest of the way? Why don't we serve them yep. the rest of the way? And you do that with a servant's attitude. Amen. So, yeah, no, absolutely. So remember, that's what this podcast is all about. We're trying to teach the mindset of servant leadership and not just leadership. And when you view it as servant leadership, then you view it through a position of humility. And it, the position of humility will always be right, right? A humble spirit, contrite spirit, God will not reject. I don't know if I quoted that right, but it sounds really good. <laughs> uh, but a position of humility will always bring honor and glory to God. And that's the position that you want to be in. Amen. And so if you do that, you'll be a soul winner. That's what this podcast is all about. So if you ain't listened to the other episodes You've skipped ahead by only listening to this one. You need to go backwards and you need to start at episode yeah. number one. Um, Meet us here at episode number yeah, 12, I believe. Yeah, and we're at number 12 and you can recap all of this and what we're saying about servant leadership will make sense. And we want you to listen to us. We want, and really soon we've got some interviews coming up um, that we're going to have with some of the greatest servant leaders in Pentecost and, and that we're trying to get scheduled. So we're hoping those are going to be coming out and, um, if you haven't heard the one with uh, uh, the great uh, elder Bishop Sam Howard, then you need to go back and listen to that one because that one's really good. And I've got, we have not forgotten because I got another one with him that we're doing um, that we've got coming out um, where he talks about some of his time in El Salvador and the events yeah. that went on there, which is very, very powerful. If you don't know, he was a missionary for a bit. Him and his wife uh, were a missionary in El Salvador during the war time there. Um, and it's powerful, amazing stories uh, of servitude. And um, how God brought them through and through their service. So go back, listen to this stuff. Keep following us. Um, I think we're getting close to wrapping up on the topic of servant leadership. We're probably, you know, we've been on this kick for quite a while. Um, and then we're going to, we're going to move on to some other stuff and really, you know, dig into some topics and have a lot of people that we're going to interview and talk with about different stuff. So please follow up on us. Yeah. And good. Um, we, we enjoy what we're doing and we love. And again, I haven't forgotten. We're still working on our website. So yeah. we're trying to get that stuff. And this stuff just takes time. Um, uh, and, 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 and I want it to be done right. I don't want it to just be hodgepodge. I, I want it to be done. We want it to, I say, I, sorry about that. We, <laughs> we want it to be done. You know, and we were hearing some really good feedback. We'd love to hear some of your feedback. If there's like a avenue that you can leave some type of feedback, either whether it's on the Apple podcast or the, um, uh, Android apps that you use to to listen to podcasts, I would highly encourage it. We love hearing that stuff. I know recently someone shared with us that there was a young man in his church and he was going into the kitchens and taking out the trash and trying to serve and however that he could serve. And 
It was just, yeah. it's good. And he said it was because of our podcast. And, and I'm yeah, he just, was at a conference. He was at a conference. Is yeah. that what it was? Okay. And, he was at a conference and he was like, hey, can I help, you know, in the back, clean things up and work and serve people? And he was like, because, you know, he, he heard, he heard the podcast. Yeah. It was great. And yes. I'm, I mean, how much, what better than have that attitude of servant, servant leadership in your church? It's, yeah. It'll only help the church. It, it can't hurt when you bring humility and, and you do all these things and you bring these things into the church and, and to let it benefit everybody. So, yeah. Amen. So follow us. Um, what really, really soon we're going to be coming out on Instagram every Monday night, uh, at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Holy Ghost Radio HGR2. You can listen to the new episodes live. And then uh, uh, pretty soon we're going to have our Instagram coming out. And, and you can follow us on there. Leave us some comments on there. And then as soon as I get the uh, website and email address going, we'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. And how these podcasts have affected you or and even future topics that you'd like to know about. Amen. Thank you so much. I'm Pastor Chavez. I'm Brother Jesse Pena. Thanks this for tuning in. Line. We'll see you next time.